welcome to the Wonder of Our Life podcast. This is Marie Labee, and I am so glad you're here. Hi, this is Marie, and today we are talking talking about sensory processing disorder. I have my daughter Juliana with me, who may or may not, not here. may or may not making a guest appearance. We'll see, but she's here as a reference to make sure I get my story straight because that's very important. So sensory processing disorder is kind of strange. If you've gone through it, you know that um, it has a little bit of ADD, ADHD, it has a little bit of autism characteristics, but it's something totally different. Let me just start with saying I am not a medical professional. I This is not medical advice that I'm giving out. I'm just sharing our experience and what worked and didn't work for us so that maybe this will help or encourage somebody else. So with us, we had some weird things going on with Gigi that we couldn't explain. Like, all of a sudden, she didn't like taking baths. And she didn't like brushing her teeth or brushing her hair or tags in her shirts. She didn't like clothes, really, in general. She would be way happier running around without clothes on. Um, She was doing kind of things that were a little scary and risky, like climbing to the very tops of trees without being scared. Or she would run into the street without realizing that it was dangerous. And things would set her off. Like, she would get really overwhelmed by things and have, like, a total meltdown out of nowhere. And if you've ever met Gigi, you know that she is the sweetest, kind-hearted little girl. And cute. And cute. Sweetest, kind-hearted little girl. And so it was just kind of, like, out of nowhere. And these were, like, bad tantrums. Like, wanting to just explode, throw things at her brother, throw things at me and her dad. Um destroy the house, like just things that were way out of character. It all just didn't make sense. Um, And one of the other things is she doesn't have a sensor. So whatever's in her head or whatever she's thinking about just comes out. And I like her honesty. I think it's refreshing. But, you know, most kids don't feel comfortable enough to speak their mind. And wherever we were, that's just what she would do. No filter. So anyway, all of these things are kind of happening at once, and I had no idea what was going on. I thought at first, honestly, it might be like autistic spectrum, or who knows? We didn't know. So I kind of started making a list of all the things that were going on with Gigi, and took it to her pediatrician and said, okay, these are all weird things. Like, they don't make sense. I don't understand them. Um, I'm just going to show you my list, and then you tell me where to go next. And so I showed our pediatrician the list, which I love our pediatrician because she listened to us and didn't just think I was crazy. And she said, actually, this is a checklist for sensory processing disorder. I had never heard of sensory processing disorder, had no clue what this was even about. So um, she sent us to an amazing play therapist who gave Gigi a bunch of different tests. Do you remember those tests? No. Do you remember how she made you walk on a line and crab walk? That's fine. Yeah. So there was all these different tests that kind of measured um, how her brain processed things. And it turns out, yes, she did have sensory processing disorder. And in the very beginning, she actually measured as a sensory seeker. So if you studied... SPD or know anything about it, there's different ways that it can um, present itself. Sensory seekers are the ones that need a lot of stimulation to be able to process things or engage with life. 
Um, there's actually sensory sensitive where things like kind of freak you out. And the more that Gigi's brain is getting healed, she's kind of switching from sensory seeking to sensory sensitive. And then there's a bunch of different little things in between. But another thing that we realized with Juliana is she is so smart. So even at two years old, I would say, you know, no, you can't have that snack in the pantry. And she would Tetris a ladder with furniture around the house to be able to climb up, get the box, and come down. She could think things through analytically, you could just tell. She was a very smart little girl. So when it came to kindergarten and she was having trouble with things like letters and letter sounds and numbers, it just didn't make sense. Like, it just didn't come easily to her. And not only did it not come easily to her, it wasn't consistently the same that were wrong. So one day she would know 12 letters and the next day she would know 20 and they may not be the same letters. So there wasn't consistency in her learning. And we couldn't figure out what was going on. I just knew something was off. And so what we learned through our play therapist a year later was the way that Gigi's brain works is different than how other kids' brains work. So a lot of other kids, especially in zero to five, will see something a couple of times and their brain charts it as, you know, that letter or that letter sound or a grape or whatever it is. Gigi's brain sees the same thing differently every time. So instead of seeing the same thing like a couple of times and like getting it and it sticking, every time her brain saw something new. And so it was a major puzzle to try and put the pieces together to make sense. So it takes her quite a bit more effort to have something stick in her brain because she sees it differently every time. Also, she sees things differently than, oh, don't touch the microphone, differently <laughs> than um, what it actually might be. So we would do puzzles and Gigi would have to show um, things in a stack. So maybe there was a red triangle, then behind it a green square, and then behind it a yellow circle. Her brain wouldn't be able to see that pattern that way. It would sometimes interpret it differently. Um, or things would be kind of a mirror image in her brain where it was not that way in real life. So we started learning about how her brain worked. And the more we realized how her brain worked, the easier it was for us to start teaching her skills to connect her brain in different ways to make learning easier. So that was kind of some of the learning processing things, but some of the emotional things come up later that we didn't realize, like Christmas. You love Christmas, right? But how does Christmas make you feel? I'm so excited, but I just can't wait. Yes. And then I get a little mad after a couple of minutes. Yeah, then you kind of melt down, right? Mm -hmm. So like, we'll go... Do, like, let's say Disneyland. We get really excited about going to Disneyland. We'll talk about it, like, the week beforehand. But the actual day of going to Disneyland is a nightmare because all the emotions are so overwhelming and, like, processing all the different parts of the trip and getting the trip and packing and getting there and what it's going to be like sends her into sensory meltdown. So she just freaks out. And I don't like a, um, the best day to end.
Yes, and then you don't want the best day to end. So, like, once we actually get there and things are going well, transitioning, transitions are really tough for us, transitioning from having a fun day to going home or having a normal day to going into a fun day are terrible, right? They're just kind of nightmares. Even little things, like we'll go to the pool at um, our club, and going to the pool can be a hard transition, and then getting out of the pool and leaving can be a hard transition, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, transitions are tough. Um, we felt some of those transitions when we went to a new school. We tried really hard to make it an easy transition, so we met Gigi's teacher ahead of time. We saw the classroom, and you loved the classroom, huh? Yeah. And did you like your teacher? I like books. Yes, you do like books. And so we thought, okay, this will be easy. We created this walkie-talkie system where with COVID, you have to drop off at a gate, and then the student walks to their classroom. Well, just that transition can be really, really, really difficult for sensory kids. So we thought, okay, we'll set her up with a walkie-talkie. I broke that walkie-talkie. You did break the walkie-talkie because the walkie-talkie didn't work the way that we thought it was going to be. And it was just too much, too many emotions, right? Yep. And then the walkie-talkie was shattered to smithereens, and we had to come up with a plan B. So we ended up thankfully finding a school that totally worked with us, which is so important. And they allowed me, masked of course, to walk Gigi to her classroom. And we created a strategy. So for the first week, I walked you all the way to your classroom. Mm -hmm. And some of the first days were kind of challenging, right? Mm -hmm. Total meltdowns. It was not good. <laughs> they were not good. And I don't like leaving mommy. I know, you don't like leaving mama. And it's hard for me to leave my little boo-boo. Hmm. Um, and so, for a while, we and, and consistency is key. So we did the exact same routine every single day. And then we started a reward system where if she walked halfway to her classroom by herself for four whole days in a row, she would get a prize. Then she got to pick her prize, which was a unicorn ice cream cake and a new dress. I couldn't eat that ice cream cake because I wanted to be healthy. Right. Well, we try and be healthy, too. That helps your brain work better as well, we found out. So um, she got to pick her prize. So four days in a row, she got to choose when that day started. So she had control of when she started walking halfway. And then the next goal was, okay, can you walk from the gate to your classroom while Mommy's standing at the gate? And I do to, that now. You do that now. So we did that four days in a row, and she got a prize. And then... The next step was, can you get out of the car and go to your I classroom? I do that now. Now you do that by yourself. Again, she got to pick that day when that transition happened, and she got a prize for doing it consistently four days in a row. And honestly, within a couple of weeks, she was loving it. She just got out, barely said goodbye, headed off to the classroom like everybody else. And some of the reasons I think that was successful is, one, it was on her turn. She got to pick when those transitions happened. Two, we created a reward system, so it was something to look forward to. And three, it was consistency. We did the, I love school. We did the same thing over and over and over again, so she knew exactly what was happening. She could anticipate the next step. Now, I would love to say that healthy eating and play therapy and giving rewards was all that it took for us to transition into success but that is just not the case for us. We were still having a lot of layers of problems. So she found out, we, well, we all found out later that she had PTSD and RAD that she was diagnosed with on top of the sensory processing disorder. 
And because of those layers and because of the way that our situation is, our pediatrician suggested using CBD THC oil. And we are really lucky in the sense that we have a very progressive pediatrician um, and pediatrician office of a husband and wife team, and we are so grateful for them at Pine Street Pediatric. And they actually worked with um, some other people who worked at the Children's Hospital and created their own dispensary. So they know where the growers are coming from. They make a pure product. And it's all regulated through the mm -hmm. pediatrician's office. And we love them. But we also use the... We want to go swimming. I know. We're going swimming later. Hold on. Hold your horses. Okay. So we also use CBD THC oil as a part of a regimen. So we have consistency and schedule every day. We definitely use reward system. We actually have a treasure box. Do you want to tell everybody about your treasure box? No. No? Can no. I tell them about your treasure box? No. What? Okay, no. I'm going to tell you about our treasure box. So if you're familiar with Target at all, you know the dollar section is like amazing. So we have a box of little toys and treasures and snacks um, that we use in um, creating a word system. So anytime Gigi does something that I know is going to be extraordinarily hard, and she does it with a good attitude, um, she, oh, sorry, snack time too, um, she gets a treasure out of her treasure box. And so that's one way that we encourage her to do hard things. And another thing that we do is um, actually have snacks in her room so that she can control um, something else. She can control when she has snacks. So we fill a box of um, healthy snacks that she has in her room because with the CBD THC we found that she gets a little more hungry. Um, the flip side is, is part of sensory processing disorder is she doesn't always know when she's full. So we have to kind of regulate that. Like we kind of keep an eye on when she's snacking and she's had too many snacks. We wait 20 minutes before the next snack, right? What? Just to make, when you're eating snacks, sometimes you don't know when you're full. So we have to wait 20 minutes to make sure your tummy knows that you had food. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Because your brain doesn't always remember or doesn't always know what's going on. So we help it. Snack. I know. So we help it. We help her brain. What are some other things we do for yeah. your brain? Oh, I'm okay. Thank you. Yeah. What are some other things that we do for your brain? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. The delicious pie, Rudy. What are some other things we do for your brain to help train it? Like when you get an owie, what happens? I cry and I be mad at everything. I don't want to do anything. I just want to watch my eye, but I keep my mind out of that. Right. So you just totally focus on the alley, right? Uh -huh. Like your mind can't think of anything else. Nope. Nope. And it doesn't. It's not just you focus on the alley for a couple of minutes. You focus on the alley for like hours. Yes. So what do we do to help refocus your brain? Watch your iPad. We watch your iPad. We distract you with something. Uh -huh. We have to tell your brain, I am safe and I'm okay. Mm -hmm. I am safe and I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And then we try and transition you into something more fun, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes that's swimming or playing outside or watching a movie. Trying to distract your brain away from focusing on the owie, right? Uh-huh. Because if you focus on the owie, it could last for even days sometimes. Wait, what? Remember, like a hundred of days? Not a hundred days. <laughs> but remember when you hurt your wrist, it took a few days for your brain to feel safe with mommy even moving your hand, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, so big owies are hard, real mm. hard. So transitioning her mind away from whatever it's trying to focus on into something more positive um, works for us as well. It's definitely challenging. What has made bath time more fun? 
Um, I have bath pain and bath toys. And bath bombs, huh? Yeah, and bath bombs. Right. So we've tried to make bath time more fun. So we've given her activities that she can do in the bathtub so that her brain gets distracted from just the experience of bath time. What did we do with clothes to make them better for you? We just got more dresses because I like dresses. Right. So we have stocked up on dresses because she doesn't really like pants and she doesn't like waistbands in dresses. So we try and find a lot of like flowy dresses that have helped. Um, you're pretty particular when it comes to pajamas too. What is something cool that we did for pajamas? Um, Do you remember how we tie-dyed daddy's undershirt? Yeah. Yeah. So she went through this phase, especially as we're transitioning um, from nothing to the CBD. Um, and it, before it really kicked in, we actually tie-dyed um, some of her dad's undershirts so that she could wear them even out. So, I don't know about y'all, but, like, we went through a season where she just did not want to wear clothes at all. And so, you know, you can't take your kid naked out to the grocery store. That's just not appropriate. So we actually tie-dyed some big undershirts so that she could wear those as kind of like a dress for a while. And then as her brain calmed I down. I choking. You're not choking. Yeah. She, when she was able to like have the medicine kicking calm down and she transitioned into more clothes, it made things way easier. We just found clothes that she loved and like stocked up on that one style in like lots of different colors. But, and then her, her school does a uniform, which helps a lot. But before that, when it was still super crazy, we did tie-dye some undershirts, and she wore those everywhere, really, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of something else that was, like, helpful for us that works well. Um, oh, this year, instead of having a birthday party, what did we do? We had um, a, not a real birthday party. We just celebrated... Um, uh, do you remember what we did? No. Do you remember? Okay. So instead of having a birthday party with like her friends coming and stuff this year, we decided to have a weekend of Gigi. Yep. Yep. So it was I just, think they know what that is. Okay. So a weekend of Gigi was um, me, her brother, and Gigi decided to do... Oh, and I have a brother. Yes. And she has a brother. All did fun things that Gigi would love. So we went hiking. Uh-huh. Um, and you we, wore, on, we went on the wrong trail. We did go on the wrong trail. We mm -hmm. went on a much hotter trail than Mommy thought we were going to go on. Mm -hmm. And what did you wear that day that was fun? Um, a dress. Birthday banner? Yeah, yes. and a dress. And a dress. Um, so they that like everybody dresses. said happy birthday to you, mm -hmm. so you got your attention. Mm -hmm. You liked that, huh? Yeah. Yes. Brother was jealous. Yes. <laughs> um, and so we went to the candy store, and we went swimming in the river. Yeah. But Which, there was going to be snakes, but no snakes. There was no snakes. No, because there was a lot of people there, and snakes hate people. There you go. <laughs> and then we also had a fun day the next day. We went swimming and watched Harry Potter. And we had a whole weekend about Gigi. Yeah. And was that a lot of fun? Mm-hmm. Did you have any meltdowns? Mm, I don't think so. No, you didn't. You well, didn't. Because yeah. we just had fun things happening and we had like a birthday cake and we did all of that but we did it as a family and so she didn't have the pressure of a bunch of people coming this over our big done. party. I'm bored. Yes. <laughs> We're almost done. Um, 
And so that really worked out well for us. And I think we might be kind of incorporating that into birthday celebrations from here on out. And I like tea parties. Oh, and tea parties are fun. I agree. With real people, just real people. Yes. And I wanted tea, so my mom won't give me that. She's evil. Stop it. (laughs) We'll worry about tea starts later. Anyway, so the other thing that we started using is we're putting together a sensory kit that Gigi can take with her so when we have to go do errands or we're waiting at a doctor's appointment or having to like entertain ourselves when things are boring she has this little kit that's gonna have putty in it and pool toys not pool toys like swimming pool but pool like you pull them because they're stringy and rubbery and um, rubber toys rubber toys and pop toys so that her hands can be moving because her brain gets bored really easily because she has the sensory seeking. So um, we have that and we just keep it in the car and we can take it with us wherever we go, which helps a lot because I try and, um, I'm an iPad mom. Let's just be real clear on that. I am definitely the one that defaults to iPads probably more often than not, but I also try and create things that are not iPad related. So the sensory box works really well. And then we also bring snacks everywhere and water because um, chewing on crunchy or chewy things helps her brain calm down as well. And so we have this little sensory kit we take everywhere. Uh, The other thing that we do is we have an art station for Gigi where it has an easel where she's able to paint. We get art boxes of supplies so she's able to create. I love art. You love art, I know, and I love it. I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of art. Yes. And you like it. And so, because you're sensory seeking, your mind likes to go, 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 go all the time. You don't like to sit still. You don't like to be bored. You always need something to do, right? Yep. So, we got um, peanut balls and bouncing balls and trampolines and sensory swings and art tra- stations. We don't have a trampoline. We do have a trampoline. You just oh, haven't no. used it in a while. It's in, Yeah, it's out in the garage. No, it's broken. Oh, well, we did have a trampoline. We did have a trampoline for you to jump on. And then we create different, like, sensory stations around the house and different little things that she can do by herself. So it doesn't require a mommy or a daddy to come help her. It's all age-appropriate. We even have, like, a little veterinary clinic, right? You have, like, a little hideout under the stairs where you can take care of your animals and you have a little doctor's kit. Yep, 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 yep. Like Doc McStuffins. Yeah, I'm Doc McStuffins. I'm Gigi Doc McStuffins. Yes, you are. (laughs) And so we've kind of created um, different sensory play places that she can do by herself. So she has that control and she knows what's going on that are set up all the time. Um, When she's hopping from place to place to place, especially in the summertime and I need to get work done, those come in very handy. Now in her room we've created cozy spaces as well. We have a beanbag chair that has a crocheted blanket on top for texture. We have a fuzzy rug. She has a cozy bed with lots of pillows and stuffed animals. So she has like little places and little nooks and we have a sensory swing in her doorway. So we have different things for her to do that um, are her own places that don't require a parent setup that are set up all the time that make her feel safe and calm when she needs to. Now what do we do when your brain just goes super crazy on overdrive? I watch my iPad. Yes, we watch our iPad. What are some other things we do? I cuddle. We cuddle. Do we use your heavy blanket? Yeah. 
Do we count to four and take deep breaths? Yeah, we counted ten or four. Yes. And we just create these places of calm. And sometimes we actually will put pillows on top of her and apply pressure so that um, she gets that kind of same thing as a weighted blanket, like pressure on her chest to calm her down too. Um, but yeah, she's gotten a lot better at self-soothing. The CBD has helped us tremendously in calming her down enough where she's able to use her tools to calm herself down now, which is huge. And I have to say, I'm so proud of her because now more often than not, when you can tell that the meltdown is coming, she will take a breath and count to four and start calming herself down because she can feel that it's coming too, huh? Mm-hmm. So I'm really proud of you, boo. I'm a sleepy boo. You are sleepy boo. So routine, I guess as a quick summary, routine, sensory toys, sensory station, sensory kit, CBD, THC oil, a fantastic pediatrician, rewards box, and just kind of thinking outside the box and realizing what works for your kid and you and your family is huge. Uh, feel free to follow this podcast. We're going to be talking more about sensory and rad and diabetes and anxiety and all things crazy in our life. And you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Marie Labee. And if you wanted to check out my website and blog posts and everything, it's MarieLabee.com. And if you just need some support or encouragement or some prayer, reach out to me. Send me a message. I would love to support you and encourage you. That's what this is all about. Me too. You too. Yeah. Supporting and encouraging each other because this is a crazy life we lead. And it is nuts. And to feel like you're not alone and there's other people loving and supporting you is huge. So thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.